Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. We um, just want to have a lot of fun today, and it's brilliant to be able to have people who have travelled afar or travelled from near, and all of us to be able to come together. And, uh, you know, the wise people in the story came from, we don't know really where, except it was east, so Glossop might count, because actually uh, Glossop is east of here. And uh, we don't know how many people there were. We kind of tend to assume there were three. People have said that. Why do, why do you think we said that there was three? Three gifts, gold, frankincense and myrrh. So you kind of go, well, he must have brought the gold. He must have brought the frankincense. He must have brought the myrrh. He must have brought the microphone. So that's what we tend to assume. But the Bible doesn't say that. It just says, as we read it, that they were magi, wise people, and that they traveled and that they came after Jesus was born, not straight away, but sometime afterwards, and they came into the house where he was. So now this isn't stable, so sorry to spoil the nativity scene for you, but they come into the house sometime later, and they got there maybe a bit later than the shepherds who just got told off the angels to go, and they went straight away. But these people had traveled further than that, and they all came to be with Jesus. Like we've come to meet together, and we meet together with Jesus. And um, all nations in some way are represented by the fact that these, these wise people came together. You know, we're celebrating something today as well, some of us. Um, not perhaps celebrating as much as we might have wanted to at one point. But there's something going on later on this afternoon that many nations will be celebrating. What's that called? The World Cup, have we got any, um, in, anybody feeling invested in an outcome today in that? France, some people are big into France. Yes, anybody else? Argentina, okay. Right, well, so we've got some obvious looking French people and Argentinians in here and, and uh, it's great to have you represented. Anybody else really up for it? Anybody feeling a bit disappointed by the World Cup? There are quite a few hands going up, to be honest with you. And yes, we did our best. So, these wise people travel to come to be with Jesus. And, and we tend to think of them as the wise men, but as has kind of already been noted a little bit, maybe for some people the idea of wise men is what you call an oxymoron. What, what is an oxymoron? Two things that contradict each other. So wise men, maybe for some people, doesn't work. A bit like um, awfully good, ill health, working holiday, government intelligence. (laughs) And as Holly stole my line earlier, somebody said if it was wise women who'd gone, they would have asked for directions sooner arrived on time, helped Mary to deliver the baby, cleaned up, left a good casserole, and maybe as they walked out, whispered to one another, I don't think that baby looks anything like Joseph. (laughs) 
So who were these magi? They were, well, the word actually is from the Arabic and it just means educated. So people have tagged on all kinds of things about them being astrologers and all that. But actually, in the Arabic word, M-A-G-O-I is how we would translate it. It just means like an educated scholar. Perhaps somebody who's looked at um, the history, the the, the science of the time and uh, nature and tried to figure, figure all of those things out. And so in some ways, they were the brightest and the best in the world and they were coming to Jesus but at the same time that doesn't mean that you have to be the brightest or the best to come to Jesus because they did kind of get there late compared with the shepherds who were just some ordinary people who might normally feel excluded and they were there first because they didn't just follow a star they actually had this revelation they had angels coming and telling them about the good news of great joy that was for them so why did they travel they traveled because they were looking for truth Truth was important to them and they were looking for truth when they were looking up to the stars and they were thinking about who made the stars. They didn't just look at the stars and go, oh wow, look, there's a pattern there and I can make this into a pattern. They were thinking, well, is there a pattern to my life? Is there some sense to my life? And they were trying to figure that out. They were trying to work out the truth and to figure out the truth about God because it's only when you figure out the truth about God that you can find out the truth about yourself. It's only when you kind of get him in his right place and find out who God is that then I can kind of figure out who I am and why I'm here. And, um, and people try and figure out what's true and what's important to them all the time. And people make choices about that. But the truth is, what we realise, I mean, it's so clear today, everyone worships something. Everybody worships something. Some people travel so far, don't they, to go and watch a football match. Some people literally will go completely into the red. They will lose jobs. They will have their families broken up. They will do all kinds of stuff for the team. You know, my, my brother and his, his boys are massive Manchester City fans for some reason. And, and, and while he was, one of them went and got a job in Australia, and while he was there, because of the changeover, he couldn't actually watch a match that was on at like three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. He couldn't find anywhere where this match was on, and so he missed it. And my brother and his other brother, his, they were like, well, you're not a proper fan. You know? You're like, you would have found a way if you were a proper fan. You wouldn't have missed it if, if you were serious about it. They couldn't believe it. And they weren't joking. They were like, if, you, if this is serious to you, you're going to find a way to do it. And in some ways, when I think about the wise persons who are traveling to Jesus, it kind of makes me think, wow, how, how invested am I in God and truth and Jesus and finding out if this stuff is real and living is if it is. Because, you know... Those people, there's people in, you know, we see them, don't we, in football stadiums, worshipping. Hands in the air, screaming and shouting and getting very emotionally invested in something. They, and nobody thinks that's weird. But you do that in church and people kind of go, oh, look. Look at her with a tambourine. <laughs> you know, you get that, don't you? You get that kind of thing going on and it's like, you know, calm it down. And, and yet a football game completely fine to be able to be like that so everybody worships 
something. And the question you have to ask is, are the things I'm worshipping actually worth it? You know, today people will worship football, they'll worship nations, they'll worship flags, they'll worship trophies, they'll worship money, they'll worship fame. They'll, they'll all let you down in the end. It, and that's the thing, you know, at the end of it, if you watch the match, hope it's a brilliant match. I hope for the Argentinians, the Argentinians win, and I hope for the French, the French win. But in the end, it will just be another statistic. It'll just be another something going on a, on a football trophy at the end and everybody worships something and everybody follows something everybody follows someone maybe maybe you've got a favorite football star anybody got a favorite football footballer anybody got one Ronaldo yeah people have favorite football stars people have people that they follow and that they they're, they're like they, they they love that person um but the fact is they'll all let us down at some point because they're all only human however brilliant they are at something nobody's brilliant at everything and sometimes they could be brilliant at sport not brilliant at life in different ways and in the end We've got some um, little booklets that we're going to give to people on the door. If you didn't already get one, you got them around there. And it's got the gospel of Jesus and it's got a football on it. We've also got some that actually say on the front of them, Jesus saves. Because that's what we need to know, that actually Jesus does save and he's never let one past him yet. It's true, isn't it? He said, anybody who comes to me, I'm here, I'll catch you. Yeah, he's got the whole world in his hands. And there's only Jesus who's good enough to take the penalty. Sorry, Harry Kane. There's only Jesus good enough to take the penalty and to pay the price because there's only him who's perfect. So who are wise people? It isn't necessarily the most educated, it isn't necessarily the most clever, it's not the ones who've got the most qualifications. The wise people are people who do the following things. They follow something that leads them to Jesus. You know, so, there's all kinds of things in our lives that can, that can lead us to Jesus. Parents could bring you to Jesus. Your kids could bring you to Jesus. We've got people in the church who, who are here because their kids wanted to know about God. And so the, they came along and then the parents came along too and the parents found him. It happens both ways. It's amazing how, you know, circumstances in our lives, the ups and the downs, if we follow them, we can find him. We don't have to just look to a star. You know, there's an awful lot of dark out there and there was one star that was shining bright in the middle of it. And maybe out of all of the mess and the problems and the tragedies and the troubles in the world, we can focus on all of the things that are wrong. Yet in the middle of it, Jesus is shining brightly. And if we focus upon him, that light just gets bigger and bigger and brighter and brighter. So what do wise people do? Well, wise people worship Jesus. They follow what leads them to Jesus and then they worship Jesus. And you can do that anywhere, but sometimes it's just brilliant, isn't it? I love that we're doing it all together. Sometimes it's great just to be able to get together with other people like this and to have the fun and to, to, to you know, have the games and see one another. And after, after all the time we've had to be separated and all the Christmases, do you remember where, where we were at even last Christmas? And the fear that there was around being able to meet and all of that. And I know for some people, it's brave that you're here today. Thank you for coming. Can we give a round of applause for anybody that was a, kind of a, a scary thing to come in? And we're so glad that you did. 
because we're better together. We're better in community. You know, the, the, the wise people got together and they were together to worship Jesus. And they bowed down, they laid everything down. And they made him their focus when they came into the house. Sometimes you've got to go somewhere. The, 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 these wise people, you see, for them, there was nowhere that was too far for them to go. To find Jesus and to meet with Jesus. And sometimes I'm like you, I can be a bit like, oh, I could watch online and I could do that. And we love doing the online stuff, we're going to carry on doing it. But it's great if we possibly can to be together. There's something that happens in those times because we're not just made, God didn't just want to make us for himself. He wanted to make us for each other and to be in community with one another. And there's things that I can't learn about him unless I get to know you better and vice versa. So wise people... They follow what leads them to Jesus. And then when they find him, they worship Jesus. And then finally, wise people are those who give everything to Jesus. They give the best that they have to offer. See, we can get into Christmas being all about getting. I can focus on what am I going to get, what am I going to get, oh, what am I going to get for you, what am I going to get for you. And it just becomes this consumeristic thing. But in the end, well, at the beginning, it was all about giving. It wasn't about what do I get. It was what can I give what can I give? And, and it's all about giving because of what God gave. Because God gave his one and only son to be our saviour, to be my saviour. It's personal. And we're going to celebrate that in different ways. And maybe there's somebody here and you're not quite there yet. And today could be the day when you actually say, Jesus, I want to, I'm looking at what's happened in my life. And, I, and I'm finding that you've brought me into a place now where I want to follow you and worship you. And if you come, he'll accept you. He'll He'll love you. He'll receive you. And there's other opportunities for some of us who say we know that and it's important to us in the run-up to Christmas. We've got various other things that we're going to be doing over, over the Christmas season for you to be able to bring along friends and families and neighbours so they get to find it too. Because, you know, you don't know. Herod, when he saw these people, he didn't know what was going on in their lives. He didn't know the search that they were really on. He must have thought when they came to him that, oh, great, we've got some people who've come to me. And I'll receive them and I'm the king of the Jews. But actually they weren't looking for him. They were looking for Jesus. And, and it could be that in our lives, we've, we, you, you even f bring yourself to a place where there's a bit of a, a false, a, a, like a, wrong, a false summit in your life. You can, you can climb and climb and climb and get so far and kind of feel like that's where I'm meant to be. And then you realise actually this isn't the place. No, I'm in the wrong, this is the wrong palace. This is the wrong king. I needed to come to the right king. I needed to come to him. And the things that I was looking for, the things I was searching for in the end, oh no, this is the wrong place. But what they can do, even in those places, they can find you. You can find your way to Jesus from there. And you can find your way to Jesus from here. So, three things they bring him. Gold and what? Frankincense and myrrh. I'm not going to, I haven't got time to explain all of those things, but each one of those in some way points to who Jesus is. I did it on a, on a faith lift the other week. But gold is because he's the king. And frankincense, incense, is because he's the priest. He's like that great high priest. And myrrh, the only reason you give anybody myrrh was because it was to prepare them for their death. So in some way, from what they'd figured out in the stars and from their charts and from science and history and prophecy, they'd figured out that there was a king that had been born and that he was a priest. He was going to be a mediator between people and God. And the way he was going to do it was through dying in their places. 
in our place and his place. And so I'm not saying they had it all figured out, but they, what, what, they got enough to be able to bring that. So we're going to pray, I invite you to pray, and to say that. You know, you might not have brought any gold. We're not going to ask if anybody's brought any frankincense or myrrh today. That's not really what's important. And it's like that old Carol says, you know, what can I give him poor as I am if I was a wise man? You know, it's like if, if, I, was a, I, I, if I was a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I was a wise man, I would bring, do my part. Yet what I can I give him? What does it say? Give him my heart. That's what he wants. So let's pray and give him our hearts from the youngest to the oldest in this place. Take a moment and think what Christmas is really about. The journey you've been on in life. And it's brought you to this moment and to today with Jesus, with other people, in community, worshipping him. And whatever's gone on in the past, that's just been the journey. But now we get to meet with him. And, and I'm going to pray a prayer. And if you want to agree with it, you say amen at the end. In fact, why don't we just say it out loud? Why don't you say it together? Lord, you are my king. I worship you. Thank you for living here on earth. Thank you for coming at Christmas time so I can know God. Thank you for dying for me at Easter and rising again so you can be my friend forever. Please forgive my sins. Give me a fresh start, a new life. Following, not just following a star, but following you who made the stars. Amen. Hi, I'm Anthony Delaney. I'd love to welcome you to Ivy Church. Do check out the website, click on a few buttons, look at some previous teaching and some of the other things that we've been involved with. And why not plan to join us soon at one of our locations? Join a grow group, do the alpha course and figure out for yourself what it is that Christians believe. Or if you've got anything we can pray about, be in touch, press the contact button so that you can email us, let us know about you and how we hope you can be part of us. Come and join us at Ivy Church.